my beloved honorable Ustad is with me this morning. Ustad, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa arafat. Jazakallahu khairan to our technicians, Brother Junaid Khan, Brother Riyaz Hussain. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Today's nasiha and advice we focus on Surah Hud. Nabi Hud alayhi salatu was sent to the people of Ad wa ila Adin akhahum Huda. Nabi Hud alayhi salatu salam's Mubarak blessed name is mentioned seven times in the Noble Quran and chapter number 11 is dedicated to this mighty messenger of all Allah Jalla this is Surah chapter number 11 of the Noble Qur'an. It comprises 123 verses and was revealed in Makkah Mukarramah. And the message is about Tawheed, the oneness and uniqueness of Almighty Allah Jalla And Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was questioned on one occasion, Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, your beard, Mubarak, is gone whitish grayish, Ya Rasulullah, approximately twenty hair or so forth. Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu posed this question. The Master Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Shayya batni surah to Hud. Surah Hud has made me go gray. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was referring to the verse in Surah Hud, Fastaqim kama umirt, remain steadfast as you are commanded. Meaning, whether you are in privacy or public, whether you are happy or sad, whether you are on a hadar or safar, in your hometown, Medina Munawwara or Makkah, the verses were revealed in Makkah, but it's for all times, Makkah or Medina, and whether you are on a journey or in your hometown. So what a difficult commandment it was. So Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa Mubarak and Lihliya Mubaraka became whitish, grayish to a certain extent. Surah to Hud, Almighty Allah Jalla wa addresses us, Anistaghfiru rabbakum thumma tubu ilayhi yumatti'ikum mata'an hasanan ila ajalim musamma wa yu'ti kulladhi fadlin fadla. O Ummah, make istighfar and make tawbah. What is istighfar and tawbah? From the time we became baligh and mature and attained the age of puberty till now, the vices, the sins we committed, we ask Allah for forgiveness. That is istighfar. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Ya Allah, I seek your forgiveness. Ya Allah, I seek your pardon. What is Tawbah? Tawbah is, Ya Allah, in future, I will not go back to that evil and devilish lifestyle. 
when a person is sincere in their istighfar, repentance, and toba, that we change our life immediately for the future as well, then all Almighty Allah rewards that person in this world until the time of his death. And in the year after, Almighty Allah gives that person Jannatul Firdaus and the higher stages to the mercy of Allah, that that person enters the mercy of Allah and Jannah and Paradise. Almighty Allah taught us today the world is worried about their sustenance provision. There is no creation on this earth or anywhere else, but Almighty Allah has taken it upon Himself. Allah will give us the risk and sustenance. Allah has given the needs of everybody, but the greed of ours, that knows no bounds. And that is today's problem. Our needs are something else, but our greed, our aspirations, for that there is no end. The greatest miracle of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Mustafa sallallahu sallam was, is, will always be the most beloved, the most precious to all Mighty Allah Jalla in the entire universe. And the greatest miracle for all times, all places was, is, will always be the Quran Sharif. Almighty Allah gave challenges to humanity and jinn, bring a replica of the entire Quran Sharif. If you can't do that, the second challenge, Kulfatu bi Ashri Suwarim Mithlihi Muftarayat. You bring a replica of ten surahs and chapters. If you can't do that, then the ultimate and final challenge, Wa in kuntum fi raibim mimma nazalna ala abdina. If you have doubt in what we have revealed to my slave, to our slave, and that is Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam, then you bring a replica of one surah, one chapter, comprising three verses. Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 23. So all Matthew Allah is giving this challenge to humanity now also, Arabs, non-Arab, human being, jinn. So this is the challenge, and Quran Sharif has stood the test of time, the greatest miracle and the most memorized book in the entire world. We see all Allah Jalla mentions the incident of Nabi Nuh alayhi salatu salam in detail. He stayed with his people for 950 years, the Quran Karim states, and the people would mock at him and say, what is this Safina and this boat you are building? Where's the water and where's the floods? So the answer was, فَسَوْفَتَعْلَمُونَ Soon you will come to know, مَنْ يَأْتِيهِ عَذَابٌ يُخْزِيهِ وَيَحِلُّ عَلَيْهِ عَذَابٌ مُقِيمٌ Soon you will come to know about the punishment that will be a humiliating, disgraceful punishment, and the perpetual punishment will settle on those people who are the kafirin and munkirin who reject the message and the messenger. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala send the flood. And when Nabi Nuh alayhi salam and his people, 82 of them, more than 900 years effort, and the journey started, he read, Bismillahi majreha wa murusaha. This is the only place in the Noble Quran you read majreha, you won't read majriha. This is called imala in the Tajweed laws. So anyway, you don't learn the dua correctly. 
before we start our journey by plane, by car, by train, whatever it is. Then also we should read this dua. Bismillah majriha wa mursaha in the name of all Allah Jalla whilst we are moving or whilst we are stationary. Mursaha, stationary. It refers to the anchor. And majriha, whilst we are on the move. So that is what we ask Almighty Allah. Sometime in places is so much rain and Mustafa sallallahu taught us the dua as you see in Mishka Sharif Allahumma hawalayna wa la alayna O Almighty Allah send your mercy and rahma to other places but not upon us Similarly you can read this dua and that is Surah Hud chapter number 11 and verse 44 when there is abundant rain and you fear it will cause damage to you, to your livestock and to the environment. Ya ma aki wa Allah let the land and the sand swallow the water. Ya Allah let the sky stop with the water, the rain coming down here to our area. And then remember that was the word al judi. And this boat in Safina of Nuh a.s. it stopped at Mount Judi. This is somewhere near Iraq. And it happened on the 10th of Muharram, the day of Ashura, that the boat stopped there. And this is the mercy of Almighty Allah. The reference of 10th Muharram is mentioned in Musnad Ahmad. Almighty Allah Jalla wala made Mustafa sallam, the most beloved, the most precious, but we need to understand two terminology properly according to the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Who is Almighty Allah Jalla wala? Alimul Ghaybi wa Shahada. Almighty Allah Jalla wala's knowledge is all embracing, all encompassing. Nothing is hidden and obscure from Almighty Allah, whether it is the smallest seed, in the darkness of the night, in the depth of the sea, in the depth of the ocean, in the depth of the ground and land and sand. So Almighty Allah is Alimul Ghaybi wa Shahada. He knows everything and nothing is hidden and obscure from Almighty Allah. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam has been given Ilmul Ghaib. But prior to that, Mustafa sallallahu did not know. So here in Surah Hud, Surah 11 and verse number 49, all Matthew Allah states, We are telling and, re- and relating to you, Ya Nabi Allah, Ya Rasul Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, these episodes and incidents, till coming amba il ghaybinu hiha ilayk. So the information we're giving you, the knowledge we're giving you via wahi and revelation. Ilayka ma kunta ta'alamuwa anta. You did not know about it before. Whether it's Surah Nu, Surah Yusuf, Surah Hud, Surah Ibrahim. So now Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is given this ilmul ghaib. And remember Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was, is, will always be the most knowledgeable in the entire universe and creation. So we need to draw that distinction. You can't say that Nabi alayhi salatu salam is equal to Allah jalla wala nay walam yakullahu kufuwan ahad. There's none equal to all Allah jalla wala in any 
aspect, in any respect. So Almighty Allah Jalla Wala, was, is, will always be Alimul Ghaybi wa Shahada. He knows everything. And Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the entire universe and creation knows the most granted Ilmul Ghayb. So that is the unanimous belief of the Ahlul Sunnah wa Jama'a. Alhamdulillah, we need to understand things properly. Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah mentions about Nabi Salih alayhi salatu salam also in the surah and how the people in their arrogance they told Nabi Salih alayhi salam you see that mountain you tell your Allah he must produce for us a naqa a she camel he warned them but the people who were so proud and then when the she camel came after a few weeks few months they could not tolerate it they had to share the water then they hamstrung and killed that camel the she camel they rejected Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam all punished them and what the punishment you enjoy yourself for three days in your homes and thereafter the punishment is coming all of them decimated annihilated Allah mahfazana amin and then remember the people of Lut alayhi salam committing their homosexuality in Islam remember there's no place for this look at the miracle of Quran in Surah Hud Allah you take your people out at night and leave them these people who are engaged in this heinous crime of homosexuality and sodomy Allah Ta'ala commanded Jibreel you go and pick up that piece of land and smash it to the ground the land of Sodom and Gomorrah hence the name sodomy it became the lowest portion on the earth as far as altitude go we've been there many times to occupy Palestine may all Allah liberate it from the enemies and the Zionist regime and remember the water is telling us a story and that is remember that it is the Mahrul Mayyid the Dead Sea nothing can survive there so we see all Allah Jalla Wala teaching us all these lessons Fastaqim Kama Umirt Mustafa Habibuna Mubarak and blessed beard Mubarak becoming whitish about 20 hair or so because of this verse in Surah Hud chapter number 11 and verse number 112 establish your salat and remember when we do the good actions then remember the good actions will remove the vices May Almighty Allah Jalla Wala give us tawfiq to practice on these advices. 24 minutes to 5 early this Thursday morning. We go to Wellington, our little taliba in Islam. She wants to know the verse in Surah Baqarah, Ustad. If Ustad could please shed some light. وَلَا تَشْتَرُوا بِآيَاتِي ثَمَنًا قَلِيلًا وَإِيَّايَ فَتَّقُونَ 
Almighty Allah Jalla Wala mentions this type of verses in various places in a noble Quran. Which verse you are referring to is in Surah Baqarah, and that is Surah 2. And thereafter, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala tells the Bani Israel, the Israelites, that you should not be selling my verses, and this specifically is for the rabbis and the people who are in the clergy and the ulama. Wala tashtaru biayati qalila. Do not sell my verses in lieu of this worldly gain, worldly benefit. And that is why Allah says, even if they give you millions, it is thamanan qalila, and it is a meager sum. You must fear me alone. Surah 2, verse number 41. Let's take three advices and see. I'm giving you the references. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Innama akhafu ala ummati ala immat al-mudillin. The hadith in Abu Dawood. I fear for this ummah of mine, those imams, those ulama, who themselves are astray and they lead others astray. Therefore, always beg Almighty Allah. Allah must make us from the ulama a haq and not the ulama who want to carry favor with the corrupt governments, with the corrupt politicians, and sell everything, the halal certificates, the bank certificates, Sharia compliant. So many examples one can give that every loophole is almost adopted. So remember that these are grave, grave issues. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's hadith authentic in Mustafa Ahmad inna akhwafa ma akhafu ala ummati that ala immatul mudillun that one of the things I fear the most for my ummah are the corrupt imams and ulama and we can see South Africa other countries overseas when we travel so many people selling the deen of Almighty Allah for some worldly gain and worldly benefit instead of of remaining steadfast we all have weaknesses we all have shortcomings so we need to think properly about this go to Musnad Ahmad and this is cause for concern for all of us you will find so many ahadis and virtues and about remaining steadfast. But Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam warned us about Dajjal, the big, big deceiver, the biggest deceiver. But one thing and one group of people are even more dangerous than Dajjal. And who are those? Ala imma al-mudillin, those ulama and scholars who are astray and they lead others astray. So we can see in today's world, the micro and the macro, what is happening. Therefore, always align ourselves with ulama-e-haq and not the ulama-e-su, the evil, because they are more dangerous than even the jal. May all, may Allah, protect us all. I mean, I mean. Usain, we go to Ethiopia, Sister Nasirin. She wants to know that uh, if a husband insists harshly for a breast piercing or a nerve piercing, he says that you must listen to the husband. Ustad, your input on this? Remember that we, our constitution is the Quran Sharif, is the Sunnah of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Iblis, the big shaitan, was expelled and kicked out of Jannah, Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 119, so he took various oaths and qasam and said, I will command them and they will change the creation of Allah. 
So Allah Ta'ala gave you a normal body? He said, no, you must do this piercing, that piercing, belly piercing, this. So all this to mimic the West, to mimic that which is haram, because in the mind of the Muslim today, the West is the best and white is right. So that is unacceptable and untenable. Mustafa sallallahu golden rule and this is the maxim of Islam the principle of Islam the hadith in Mishkat Sharif and Mustan Ahmad and various compilations la khaliq there is no obedience to any creation whether it is your father whether it is your husband whether it is your ustad or teacher or whoever when he or she commands you to do that fi ma'asiyatil khaliq which leads to a sin against the creator so you need to tell your husband my allegiance is first with all Allah my allegiance is first with Mustafa my allegiance is thereafter with the beloved sahaba and students of Mustafa so everything has been put into a different categories so if you are commanding me yes I will listen to you in those things that are permissible but not in those things that are haram and this piercing what you are asking is all haram that is the actions of Hizbu Shaitan the party of Shaitan mm. Ustad we go to the United States of America as you were speaking and touching on that point or ulama Yisu Sister Yasmin wants to know that a prominent young Mawlana in our town has a question and answer group on WhatsApp for girls, ladies only, Ustad. The girls, ladies, they ask him all four kinds of fatwas, especially female-related. Some even contact him one-to-one via WhatsApp for private fatwas. Some contacts do have photos of themselves as profile pictures, and most of the ladies' girls are from our own community. Could you please shed some light uh, to us, uh, sisters here in America, Ustad? Definitely not permissible this in Islam. When you want the women to contact you and so forth, you must tell them, they must tell their husbands or they must tell their fathers or brothers that they must contact the ulama on your behalf. If you contacting and you are married, then remember that all that communication must be made transparent to the husband as well. So there's no hanky-panky business going on between the maulana, the mufti, the person, the sheikh, the imam, and that lady. So many a time, I was in America myself twice, and South Africa, we born here, and so many other countries, so many problems come about. First of all, is a very fishy situation that this website or this Molana only got questions from the woman, and that's a special forum, ladies only. <laughs> what you doing, Molana? You forgot the Quranic verse? The plotting and planning and scheming of the women is very, very big. One of the biggest fitness trials and temptations I have put against the man is the fitna of the woman. So what are you doing? 
what you're doing is definitely unacceptable. There's no shortage of ulama esu and munafikin and hypocrites in this day and this age. Even the madrasa, they will start. They will say, I'm doing this madrasa, that madrasa, 20 students, 40 students, whole day going collection. They'll collect for 100, 200 students, but they only got 30, 40 students. What are you doing with the other money? You're pocketing or what? So how many examples we know? So you must remember, we need to be very, very careful and circumspect in this regard. Allah protect us all. Ustad, we go to Ummi Abida, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. She says, Honorable Mufti Sab in Mulana Hatia, I know that it is a sunnah to put morsels of food in your wife's mouth. Some cultures consider this an act of shame. How is it to hold your wife's hand while walking as some consider this is a shameful act? Please shed some light on this. This is uh, Ummi Abida from Melbourne and she wants to know what times are your programs to start and what time is my program as well. MashaAllah, Amana will mention his programs. His program is from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock in the morning. MashaAllah, our South African time, the time now is 4.45 here in South Africa. So obviously you can just calculate the time difference because Australia, you'll have different times there in Perth and in Sydney and Melbourne and what have you. Secondly, you must remember, sister, the basic mistake of these people. Why must we worry about what the non-Muslims think of us? Non-Muslims will never be happy with us. The Jews and the Christians, non-Muslims, will never be pleased with you until and unless you follow their system, their custom, their tradition. So you see today people saying, no, we're just doing little bit of their tradition and custom. So that is irtidat. That is what takes you out of the fall of Islam. So we must remember this. Our allegiance is only to Almighty Allah Jalla wala, to Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, to Sahaba Radiallahu Anhum, Awliyaullah, and that is what Quran Karim teaches us, and we accept the four schools of thought. That, in summary, is Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Secondly, today's world, Australia, America, UK, various places, they have a term, assimilation, integration. You must adopt their culture. And if you do something, husband puts food in the wife's mouth. That they call, you must remember, oh, backward orthodox. But when they do their oral business and anal business and all that, so that is very good. So shaitans, the kafir, do all these things here, then that they will say permissible. And when we want to practice, then they will call us backward. So remember, for every objection of theirs, we can give them such a counter-action and counter-answer which will knock them out totally. We don't have to apologize to anybody. We don't have to suffer from any inferiority complex. You want to walk with your wife, take a stroll in the park, my brother, in Melbourne. So mashallah, in that park. So fine, if you are crossing the street or something, you hold your wife's hand for security reasons, so that's fine. But now you want to start romancing there on the bench in the park in Melbourne, so you hold the hand and then all other things and all that. Islam say, go to your bedroom, brother. This is not for public, you know, consumption. Mm. Well said, Ustad. We go to Tunisia. I see Ustad is uh, firing this morning. It's not yet Juma. Juma is only this evening. <laughs> Ustad, we go to a sister. Uh, shame. She's concerned. She says, can a woman take out a small amount of hairs from the eyebrows 
just Tunitan, sister from Tunisia. She says, our Sheikh Idris told us a hadith forbidding removing eyebrow hair. Uh, your Sheikh said it's 100% correct. And before the Sheikh, we must go to Quran Sharif and Sunnah Mubarakah. The Shaitan was expelled from Jannah and he took an oath. I will command them and they must change the creation of Allah. The hadith is in Sahih Muslim. Mustafa sallallahu condemned all parties involved. Today the women, majority of them who are involved in this are women. So they are the beautician, they call themselves. And then the clientele are also women majority of the time. But if a male does it, also it's not permissible. So now the man does it or the woman does it and they shaping, trimming. You must remember the eyebrows. So Allah Ta'ala's curse is upon such people and remember they deprived of the mercy of Allah. Why our women want to do this? They want to imitate the actress. Mm. They want to imitate the air hostess. They suffer from a inferiority complex. When you suffer from a complex, then you want to imitate others. If you don't have that, then you will take our sharia and impact upon them and influence them, not get influenced by them. 11 minutes to 5 o'clock. One more question. Uh, Haji Yunus from New York wants to know quickly says people come to the houses asking for money for the church. Must we give them money or refuse them, Ustad? You must refuse them and tell them that you can't give for the church. And do not cooperate in sin and transgression. Ask them. This church you got, you believing in Trinity. Did Jesus, Nabi Isa, salam, ever preach Trinity? Who mm. taught all this? It's the Pauline theory. Paul, Saul, his name was Saul. Saul became Paul. Saul, S-A-U-L. And Saul said he became Paul. And Paul infiltrated the Christian religion. And remember, corrupted it totally. So therefore, about Trinity, about Jesus being Son of God, all these things you will find. Till today you will find that there are so many revelations coming out now that what was the true Bible, what was the true teachings of Nabi Isa, alayhi Salam. So why must you give them assent and ask them, Mr. Tom, Dick and Harry, Mr. Tom, Dick and Mary, we are building masajid throughout the world. Not one day you will see a Muslim going to ask a Christian for money. You got no shame for what you come into me for your church. You go to your own people and go ask them. So you need to give them a lesson as well. May Almighty Allah protect us all. Sister, brother, you want to know our program? So inshallah, till 6 o'clock is Mauna Arafat, 6 to 7 is Mauna Khalid Yaqub, and then 7 to 9 is Brother Yusuf Ali, 9 to 10, inshallah, remember, is the Jews a day, and 10 to 11, Mauna Khalid Yaqub, 11 to 12, today, Urdu lecture, to every day, 12 to 1, Besides Friday is our brother Alphas in Kosi, and today Thursday, remember after the Adhan Zohar time, will be my report back from 5 past 1 to half past 1 to Carolina. Many people said they missed it for some reason, so today you can listen to the repeat of our report back, and this is every Thursday, inshallah, from 5 past 1 to half past 1, and half past 1 to 2, inshallah, <coughs> will be our tafsir. So, and tonight between 8 and 10 will 
will be Mona Arafat with the Jummah program, inshallah. May all Allah accept us all. Assalamu alaikum. And remember, tonight we will be in Stanton, inshallah. Tomorrow, Jummah in Dundee. And tomorrow night between Maghrib and Isha, Darlum, Newcastle. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.